Today, good Tuesday, gloomy Tuesday, gray Tuesday, but uh, it's going to be a, a windy, rainy Tuesday. But that's okay. You and I are together, and we're good to go. This portion of the program, I uh, gotta say, brought to you by our good friends over there at the Milwaukee Admirals. Go to milwaukeeadmirals.com. Good hockey action. If you're looking for some things to do over the holidays, and you got the kids at home. You're thinking, what can I do with them? Don't forget about great hockey action down at the, U, uh, the UW Panther Arena. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Single game tickets, group tickets, specialty events, promotional tickets. They have it all, and they're winning. And that's the best part about it, trying to get themselves deeper into the postseason, get themselves to an Admiral Cup uh, before it's uh, a Calder Cup before it's all said and done. So uh, get themselves, get yourself some tickets. Go to the Admirals game. Good, good people down. We've got to get Aaron Sims on, too, because they've been. They've been woefully undercovered. Coming up later on, um, Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus, is going to be joining us coming up here in about uh, 35, 40 minutes. Wayne Larrabee, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, about an hour away from right now. One of the things that I wanted to uh, bring up, and uh, I was asked about this, and I thought, you know, it's, it's, it's somewhat pertinent. And uh, I saw today they were doing this whole thing on quarterbacks in the NFL and big salaries and what it equals because the next guy to get paid is going to be Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson, again, this year has put up good numbers. He's got a little bit nicked up. Uh, his numbers running are, are probably better percentage-wise than per play than his passing numbers. Uh, but you look at a guy like Kyler, Kyler Murray's making this year. Now, the contract really begins to, to grow next season. But this year making $14 million, thus... 6.71% of the team's total salary last night went down with an ACL. Non-contact injury again. This whole thing about, well, we've got to ban, you know, turf fields. There are certain fields that have become more problematic than others. But I saw that pop up last night on Twitter. And I had to remind people that is a grass field. Just because it's indoors doesn't mean it's not a grass field. Out in Arizona, it's a grass field. That field drops down, goes outside, gets watered, gets sunlight, all of that stuff, and then they bring it back. They put it back on the tracks. They roll it back in. It lifts up, and then it's back into the stadium. That's a grass field. So everybody said, oh, this turf stuff, they got to outlaw it. You know, I had to remind people last night, no, no, no. But Kyler Murray goes down with a uh, with a uh, uh, non-contact, just kind of a weird locking of the knee when he went to make the cut, and the knee buckled on him, and that was it. Down he goes with an ACL. They're waiting to confirm that today, but that's what everybody's assumption is. Then you got um, uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen of Buffalo, $16 million a year, making more than that coming up, 7.85 million, or 7.85%. Buffalo, solid team. Arizona, they're not. But Buffalo, solid team. Their quarterback's only making 7.85, right? Joe Burrow, think about this. Joe Burrow, he said to, he's coming up on a contract situation. How much do you pay the guy? Right, right now, this year, he's only making nine, I don't say only, but he's making $9.8 million, which in comparison to others is a very light amount. 4.65% of the team's payroll. 
Dak Prescott, 19.7 million this year, 8.9%, 8.96 actually of the team's total pay- payroll, right? Russell Wilson, 17 million this year in that big contract, 7.74%. Then you look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Now remember, nobody has won a Super Bowl making more than 13.5%, right? Aaron Rodgers, 28.5 million this year, making 13 0.25%. He is right on that threshold, and chances are they're not winning a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes. If Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs would win a Super Bowl this year, he would be the first quarterback ever to win a Super Bowl, making more than 13.5% of his team's total salary. Because he is making $35 million, which is 17.16% of the team's total salary, right? Now you look at the money that Philadelphia's had, the way they're getting it done, they're playing good defense, they got a quarterback that they that's come into his own, he's making $1.6 million this year, 0.73%. Now, he's way up on his rookie deal, okay? Jalen Hurts is on his rookie deal, and he, once he proves himself, the money's going to be there. But the question I then have is, okay, and it might not necessarily be for you and I, but I think it's something that is, it's a reality, is, and we've talked about this time and again, when quarterbacks play well and they lead their teams, and, you know, God knows, Ron Wolf said it, Ted Thompson said it, we've heard Goody say it, when you get a good one in the house, you do anything you can to keep them. But at some point, do you lean back and go, no, I'm I'm not going to do anything. There has to be a limit because it then begun, begins to trickle down to the rest of the team. I said a long time ago, if I'm the Green Bay Packers, I look Aaron Rodgers in the eye and I say, here's the checkbook. Write down your amount per year that you want and whatever you take, the others can't have. And I can't sit here and look at you and have you tell me to keep this guy and kept, keep that guy and bring this guy back. And this, You can't do it because you're getting your money. If you take less, you got more say. If you take more, you have no say. Here you go. Write your check. And then you allow them to dictate that. Because that comes with being a general manager. That comes with having a say. That comes with that, quote, wisdom and knowledge that, you know, you want the organization to ask you about when it comes to picking up players and getting, you know, getting holes filled and, and you know, taking care of certain needs, right? That's it. But you break that down, you break those numbers down. Patrick Mahomes, he, you know what? He's performing, he's still young, he still can run, he's doing things that, only Patrick Mahomes and say Aaron Rodgers in his heyday could do, and he's and he's he's got his team poised. But here's the thing to remember: they lost Tariq Hill, they lost members of that defense. That team is weaker because of the money he's making. There is absolutely no doubt about that. None, zero. You lose certain players, certain high end players, because you can't pay everybody. Once one guy, the lead guy, takes the money, there's just not more money for everybody else. You want to keep it together, you just can't. So my point is, as a general manager in the league, 
you know, you, you, I, at this point, I don't have a problem, you know, if, if you start to keep, you know, and hang on to some quality backups, I'm not necessarily spending draft capital every year on a guy. You know, you just don't do that. You you need certain things to fulfill your quarterback and to fulfill your team's needs. You can't cut off your nose to spite your face. But I think at some point you have to look at the quarterback and go, yeah, we want to keep you around. Here's the deal. You want this wide receiver. You want that offensive tackle. You want this guy as a safety net at a slot receiver. You want to keep this guy, come bring him off the market to bolster your defense. You, you want to be able to win a championship, right? Can't do it if you're going to make more than 13.5% of the money. You figure that out. And it will go from there. That's it. History will tell you it does not happen. If Patrick Mahomes wins the Super Bowl this year, he'll be the first quarterback in NFL history making more than 13.5% of his team's total payroll ever, ever in the Super Bowl era, ever. The likelihood of him winning a championship are a lot less today than they were last year because of the enormous contract. It's just something to think about. So if you're a general manager, what you know, you're coming up on, uh, you know, you're Baltimore. You're kind of in the catbird seat right now. You got Lamar Jackson who did not want to take $250 million because he wanted all of it guaranteed. And now you're sitting there looking at the uh, you know, the uh, the Arizona Cardinals going, "No. No. You're you're looking at them going, Cleveland Browns? No. Not doing that. Minnesota Vikings? No. Not doing that." You remember Minnesota, they gave uh, they gave quite a bit of money, guaranteed money, right? They gave all that guaranteed money over to uh, to Kirk Cousins, right? Paid him a chunk. Kirk Cousins, he's making fourteen point nine seven percent of the team's total payroll, thirty one point four million for Kirk Cousins. And you and I both know we're looking at each other going, they don't have enough defense. They don't have enough to help. Eric Hendricks on defense is making 13.5. Daniil Hunter's making 12.3. Right? Thank God you got Justin Jefferson still on his rookie deal. He's only making 1.71% of the team's total salary at 3.5 million. But he's going to be coming up. But your Kirk Cousins, almost 15% of your team said, you're not winning a Super Bowl. As a matter of fact, it's another reason to root against you. Another reason to root against you. I, these teams that pay the quarterbacks, do the quarterbacks deserve it? Hell yes. But the reasonableness for long-term success diminishes drastically when you pay one guy that amount of money. It is just flat-out stupid. Dumb. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Agree or disagree? I, you know... Just something to think about. But it was just a topic that came up today, and I was sitting there kind of mind-googling this, I guess, and I started, I guess got intrigued. I thought, let's go through a bunch of quarterbacks in the National Football League and what they're making. And then you start to look at the guys that are making quite a bit of money, and there's not a lot of them winning right now. you know. And that doesn't even include guys like, say, Matthew Stafford, who's making a bunch of money, but Matthew Stafford's season has come to an end, right? Tom Brady's making a good chunk of change. Right? You know? (laughs) 
the teams that aren't, eh, they don't have good quarterbacks. There's some teams that are a quarterback away, and they would be desperate for a guy like a Patrick Mahomes or an Aaron Rodgers or a Kirk Cousins or somebody that they could say, okay, we have legitimacy now at that position, and we can find our way into the postseason. But ultimately, you have to ask yourself, at what cost? Because there is an inhibitor there. 877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at uh, Quick Trip. Quick Trip, they do a lot of great things at Quick Trip. They got Quick Miss Days going on right now. Yes, they do. Quick Miss Day. Giving away prizes, gifts, if you will, like Santa's Little Helper right there at Quick Trip. Each and every day, you go in, you fill up, you check out some of the specials, use your Quick Reward app. And you can see everything that's going on, all the stuff that you can get some percentages off, or you buy this and you get this off. And they've all, they, something's always moving and shaking at Quick Trip. Not to mention good food, great gas, no fee ATMs, bread, milk, eggs, butter. You got it all right there at Quick Trip. And they are hometown proud. Yes, they are. And don't forget about the opening drive contest either at Quick Trip. Keep getting registered for that, and you could hear your name called as the Packers get the opening drive, and for every yard garnered, you get a $10 gift card. If they score, you get five hundo. Not a bad way to go, and that is from our friends at Quick Trip. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you. Bill Michael Show, we can uh, continue on. About an hour and a half yet to go in the program. Uh, we bring in now the voice of the Green Bay Packers, Wayne Larrabee, joining us uh, on the hotline. Wayne, how you doing today? Good, Bill. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. You too, my friend. Uh, you get a little bit of a reprieve this past week, and we all get to sit back and relax and watch a little football and enjoy it. And uh, mathematically, the Green Bay Packers are still alive. So even though it's – and we've seen good football and bad football over the years. Even though it hasn't been great football this season, we all know, you're still mathematically alive. Do do you come back? Do you see the team coming back from a bye like this with that, that pep in their step going, okay, some of the teams we needed to lose, they lost. We still have some uh, some glimmer of hope at the end of the tunnel, and we've got this. You know, do you get that? Do you get that rejuvenation? I, I hope you do. Um, you know, it depends. Every team is different. I'm not sure how this team will react. Uh, you know, the thing is, Bill, it's it's amazing. They, they've been, you know, winning 13 games each of the last three years, and now this year they're not going to be able to do that. And there's a, um, you know, there's a mental hurdle to overcome. I mean, you know you're good, but you haven't played it well enough yet this year. And, you're, you know, you, you still have a chance to get to the playoffs. You're not going to have a home field advantage. You're not going to have... Um, you know, any home playoff games, you're going to, if you get in, you're probably going to be the last team in, but Hey, the last Packers are the last team in, in 2010 and went all the way. So it'll be interesting to see how they come out um, of, of this bye week how, what the self scouting did and that type of thing. Um, but if they can come out and play better defensively, the offense is starting to get it. It really is led by that rookie Christian Watson. Uh, do they get Romeo Dubs back this week? Do you think? I think so. Yeah, he was close last week, uh, Bill, in Chicago, and they just decided, eh, one more week and plus the bye week. I think he's going to be back, and he'll be healthy and, and ready to go. I, I really do. And we'll know a little bit more once we get into the practice week, which this week doesn't start until Thursday. But uh, we'll know a little bit more later in the week, but I'm, I'm anticipating he'll be back. 
Uh, I look at Dobbs coming back, obviously Christian Watson and his emergence, and maybe the most important thing of all is a healthier Aaron Rodgers, you know, for getting banged up in Chicago and the thumb has been giving him problems. He kept talking about getting to the bye week, getting it rested. Maybe that's the biggest difference maker of all. What do you think? I think so. Um, you know, he's he's only uh, had a passer rating of plus 100 three times this year, twice in the first month of the season. Um, that injury, no question, has uh, taken some of the edge off of his game. And if he could be healthy with that injury, plus the rib injury, I think the, the, these two weeks really helped a lot. Um, Chicago didn't pass rush much at all in that game because they were more of a, in a coverage mode. And uh, Aaron came out of that game pretty clean. And so I think, you know, given the last uh, week off and, and, you know, that Chicago game, I think he's going to come back and be very good and very sharp. What You know, I don't want to go back and rehash the season because we kind of all know it, but moving forward, uh, you know, Wayne, what has to happen? I, because we at the beginning of the year, I, I think we all bought into the fact that the defense was going to be a whole lot better. Stokes was going to be progressive. Getting Jair back was going to be the end-all, be-all, was going to be the best secondary in the league, and then the addition of Devontae Wyatt and, and, and Quay Walker. And so, what happened? Because it just never materialized. What has to happen from here on out for this team to be viable? Boy, um, from a defensive standpoint, I don't know where they go from here. Um, they've invested in this unit, Bill, as you know, over the years. We're not talking about just this season, but over the years, they've invested heavily with first-round draft choices. They've invested even with free agent dollars. Um, they found some diamonds in the rough. Uh, and it just, for the, whatever reason this year, it just hasn't come together. Some of these guys have not played up to their level of last year. And maybe that was unrealistic when you anticipate, you know, uh, Rasul Douglas, um, you know, when's the last time he intercepted five balls and took two of them back to the house in a given mm -hmm. year? You know what I mean? And, and he's not playing horribly bad at all. Uh, he's playing fine, but he's playing more to the standard of his career. Um, the same for Devondre Campbell before he got injured. He was playing more uh, like the Devondre Campbell, good linebacker, but not uh, first team all pro that he was last year. And that's, you could look across the defense. Kenny Clark has not had a uh, disruptive year in the middle of that defensive line where Sean Gary was emerging, but then goes out now with a season ending injury. Uh, the safety play has been really poor, you know, to, to see Darnell Savage struggle the way he did. And, and he was benched right before he injured his foot. Um, you know, I, I, that's, that's perplexing to me. I just don't get that, but um, it just hasn't come together. That's the biggest question mark, and it's the biggest question mark going forward down the stretch. Somehow, some way, this defense has to start stopping people, and if they can, the offense may be gaining enough traction to where they can make a run, um, but this is going to be tough. I, uh, you know, I, you start to go through that list, and I'm agreeing with everything you're saying, and I'm thinking to myself, how in the hell does everybody fall off the cliff at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what it's, I don't get. It, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. And, you know, some of the guys we were expecting to emerge. I mean, you were saying Starks, and and uh, I thought Darnell Savage would come back at a, uh, you know, had a subpar year a season ago. Not a horrible year, but a subpar year. And this year he was horrible. And, um, you know, like I said, they benched him prior to his last game. And um, it's it's been tough. I, you know, it, it's – Bill, it goes into – I think that what we struggle with as laymen is understanding how many intangibles come together 
on a winning team. And uh, if the intangibles don't come together, it, it just doesn't work. And uh, part of that is guys playing to the the level that was expected. And maybe we were expecting a little too much out of some of these guys. Maybe that was the case going in. I don't know. I uh, I keep going back in years past, and I'm sure you've had this conversation with Aaron, but I've always said, you know, hey, what brings it together? When you feel something, something clicks, and all of a sudden you feel it. And I keep, you know, I keep asking guys like yourself and Mike Clemens and, and different guys that are there, I keep saying, has it clicked? Does it feel like it's ready to click? Does it feel like there's this camaraderie? Like, you know, I mean, I, I don't see giving up, but I don't see that extra little quickness in their step that gets them there to make plays and to be aggressive. I, does it feel like, Wayne, like maybe if this game, if they win, coming back from the bye and they win emphatically and do well on Monday night at Lambeau, like do you feel like it could click for this team? Yeah, um, because teams, it, it, you know, Bill, there's no formula to when this is supposed to click in. You know what I mean? We'd like to be able to target, okay, August, uh, October 15th, this will click in and this team's going to skyrocket to the playoffs. It doesn't work that way. Um, it may click in, it may not. And that's the, the whole thing. Some teams come together, some teams don't. That special feeling, it, it's hard, I think, Bill, for a layman like me or Mike or anybody that gets into the locker room for 45 minutes a day to, to get a feel for if it is clicking. It's it's something that you'll see on the field, but it's not necessarily something you'll ne- you'll pick up on in the locker room. You can get a feel for guys. Are they having a good time? Are they enjoying uh, the experience and all that stuff? But uh, is it clicking in as a team? Is this team going places? Um, that's a feeling you recognize when you see it, but it's hard to see uh, in, in many respects. So, um, I, boy, going to the final four weeks, they've got to win all four. And I think they can do it against the Rams. I, the Rams are depleted by injury. This is not the su- defending Super Bowl champion Rams. Um, but the tough game will be at Miami. And Miami very well could be coming off three straight losses and in desperation mode on Christmas Day. That's the tough game. Then you've got home games against Minnesota. Um, and the Vikings are proving these last uh, few weeks that they seem to be more fraud than they are um, playoff uh, caliber. But then the emerging Detroit Lions, and they have the feeling you're talking about, I recognize Mm -hmm. that feeling in them. I see that in them, watching them play the game and the way they're playing it. Uh, that, uh, That special feeling you're talking about that is so hard to put into words, that is so hard to see, uh, you can see it on that Detroit Lions team. Real quick before I let you go, it starts at the top. It starts with Matt LaFleur. Uh, on one hand, I look at him in pressers, and I see this stress, and I see this anxiety, and I see, uh, you know, he's a little bit uh, testy. Uh, you know, you, you can kind of sense it gets to you. Some of the best leaders, it doesn't get to. It just, they, they, they stay the course. Give me your thoughts on Matt LaFleur and how he's handling this first season without 13-win success. Yeah, um, it's been a challenge. There's no question for Matt. Um, I think personally, in my dealings with him, I, I think he's handling it well, Bill, to be honest with you. I, I really do. Now, again, I think that you get irritated a little bit more as a public figure, as a head coach out in front of the media um, with some of the you know questions that come up when you have a season like this. And it's nothing unfair. The media is not being unduly unfair with Matt by any stretch of the imagination. But I think, you know, sometimes uh, you get a little bit tired of that and your patience runs out a little quicker when um, you're where the Packers are today rather than where they were a year ago at this time. So, 
But I got to tell you, just from my experience with him, I think he's handled it very well. He's a young coach who's now going through some real adversity. I mean, I think part of him says, hey, this is when I'm going to find out uh, about not only me, but the people around me, and meaning especially the players around him as to how they handle this. Wayne, great stuff as always, but I look forward to the, uh, look forward to the phone or the call, I should say, on Monday night, and we'll see you up at Lambeau. Okay. All right, you bet, Bill. All the best again. Happy holidays. You too, pal. Thanks so much. There you go, Wayne Larrabee, the voice of the Green Bay Packers. You can follow him on Twitter at Wayne Larrabee, Uh if you'd like to do so. Good stuff from Wayne, and uh, you know that's the thing is, it, you know, does it come from the top? Does the stress? Does the anxiety? Does the testiness? Does the angst? Does that all come? From the head coach, does that trickle down? Are they soft because Matt LaFleur appears to be, you know, ridden with, oh, my God, what's going on? Or, you know, what goes on behind closed doors? All that stuff. And I just I, I find a lot of that just completely fascinating. Um, this is uh, from the Backyard Brews. He said, if the Packers are eliminated just before week 18, I hope that Green Bay would showcase love against the Lions and pray that he has a good game for the possibility of a trade or if the team even moves forward, which I, that appears to be anyway at least part of the process. Like, it's uh, that will happen. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery. Go to ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. Whether it's reds, whites, ciders, you name it, they have it. And all they keep saying is, it's fun in a bottle. Just enjoy it. Yes, they've won awards, but they just want you to enjoy the wines. They're made by Wisconsinites for all of us to enjoy. And they just want you to do so. Go to Peshtigo, right there to the winery. It's right off the highway in Peshtigo. Or stop into any local grocery store, liquor store, wine store, and ask for it by name. ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.